0: this is on the air colford school podcast
1: where we
2: go beyond the classroom and welcome you into our community
0: ready to inspire
1: ready to discover
0: ready for a challenge ready for opportunities ready for life Welcome back to On The Air. On today's episode, it's a slightly different format. So today, instead of an interview, we're going to be doing a discussion
3: based on Black History Month. This month's theme is saluting our sisters. So we're each going to have one influential black woman in history or current that we're going to talk about.
0: So, Eleanor, do you want to start? So, Beyonce, who I think (laughs) is a current... Representation of a strong, powerful female. I think that she manages to represent Black women through her artistry on and off the stage. Um, for example, her song "Brown Skin Girl," where she addresses the issue of colorism, which, if you don't know, is where the case system favors light-skinned Black people rather than dark-skinned people, and through her music video and the lyrics, she decenters herself and instead gives her platform over to elevate darker skinned women. I think she's continued to stick around for numerous decades and she's not afraid to represent her culture mm. and um, show the beauty in that. Yeah, yeah,
4: she empowers so many people.
0: Yeah, like, so everybody.
5: And, and especially for her, like, making a music video, which sort of, like, reaches that. out to the younger generation mm-hmm. as well.
0: And in the music video, you know, everyone has different hairstyles and showing, like, the importance of hair hair for black women, like, mm. what that means to them and, you know, the different styles and not being afraid to show your natural hair. She had her Super Bowl performance in mm. 2016, yeah. which I she celebrated that. her African-American roots but she did face backlash from that. Um, it was described as an anti-American act of terrorism. Oh. Which, when oh. I watched it, of course it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But that was quite powerful. Again, she showcases it. She's not afraid to embrace yeah. her heritage.
4: Yeah, it sounds like she's really not afraid to... Like, if there's a problem, yeah. she's going to address it. Yeah, yeah That's and she definitely. addresses
0: it through her music, through the music videos you know, on and off the stage. And I just think she is a powerful woman. I look up to her. Mm. So the
5: person I have chosen is the former first lady, Michelle Obama. Um And she, I just found her really inspirational because she championed multiple of important causes throughout her life, like encouraging better education for girls, encouraging equal rights, healthy living, and help for families living in poverty, which I think is really important. So she was inspired by this American actress called Mary Tyler Moore who was famous during the 1970s. Mary Tyler Moore's acting career brought about a new route for women in the entertainment industry as her work as a producer helped popularise TV sitcoms and dramas but really her image stands in contrast to the stereotypes associated with women. She is an inspirational woman who wants to share her views on equality so I think that's really why Michelle Obama was influenced by her because as well as being just a genuinely kind and caring person and mother, she just inspires me to not be afraid and just to be strong,
0: mm-hmm. I guess. Have you read her book, Becoming? I have. I haven't
5: <laughs> yet. It's on, it's, really it's on my list. It's on my list. I
4: kind of wish when I was reading it I actually like took notes or like tabbed it yeah, or something, but really I didn't. Um, I just remember there being so many moments I was like, yes. Evie, who's
0: your person? So I picked Harriet Tubman. So where does her story begin? So she
3: was born in 1820 on a plantation um, in Maryland. So her mother was also called Harriet and she worked in the big house as a cook and her father was a timber worker. Unfortunately, the reality of slavery meant that many of Harriet's siblings, she had eight siblings, were separated. Five years old, she was working as a nursemaid, which meant that she was looking after a baby or children in the in the big house.
5: Five years at old. Five? five years old. That's, that's ridiculous. ridiculous.
3: So then, if the baby or the child in the house cried, she was then punished. So <gasps> she faced so much hardship from just being a five-year-old Actually, girl. A five-year-old. Oh, five-year-old. Controlling. Yeah. And then at seven, she worked as a field hand, um, which she later stated she much preferred than indoor domestic chores. Which that's kind of shocking in itself. Mm. Yeah. yeah.
4: It's actually so, like, heavy to think about, like, Mm. it is, it's so... Imagine starting your childhood, like, not your childhood, ending, when, when was the childhood, like, imagine starting your adult. Literally. Um, So her desire for
3: justice started at 12, um, where there was an incident between an overseer and an enslaved person where the, the slave was about to be hit by a really heavy weight and she came in between them (gasps) to stop.
5: Just oh my god to stop
3: it hitting them in which it then hit her in the head. She was left without medical care and was in and out of consciousness for days. Um this left her with headaches and narcolepsy for the rest of her life. Oh my god. Um and it oh. wasn't until much later in her life that she that she got treatment. Um but it was still
4: not the same point, you're, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: Because of this she also stated she began to see religious visions. But Because of these medical issues she became very um unattractive to potential slave buyers so then in 1840 harriet's father was set free um but the rest of her family so harriet her mother and her siblings were unable to escape themselves and it wasn't until 1844 that harriet married john tubman a free black man um but it was a bad marriage that faced lots of consequences in 1849 harriet and her two brothers ben and henry tried to escape which was successful but her brothers ended up returning And then Harriet travelled 90 miles north to Pennsylvania to seek freedom. She then found work as a housekeeper in Philadelphia, but she wasn't satisfied with living free, knowing that her loved ones and her friends weren't. Mm. She soon returned to the South to lead her niece and her niece's children to Philadelphia via the Underground Railroad, which was a network of people, African-American as well as whites, offering shelter and aid to escaped enslaved people from the South. She also said that she tried to bring her husband, John, north, but he'd remarried and chose to stay in Maryland with his new wife. Gosh, wow. so she's yeah. fully
5: left
4: alone. Yeah. Left alone when she's trying to like, help so many other people.
3: Yeah. yeah. So then in 1850, this was the Fugitive Slave Act, which allowed fugitive and freed workers in the north to be captured and enslaved. So this made Harriet's role as a conductor of the Underground Railroad, much harder and it made anyone trying to escape, it made it so much more difficult for them. Um, this meant that travelling normally happened at night and in the fall and winter when days were much shorter, so they could basically just do anything they could to try. She also went to extreme lengths to protect others, such as she carried a gun for her own and others' protection. She was also known for drugging, Babies and young children to prevent slave catchers from hearing their cries.
6: Wow,
3: which
0: that's sad.
3: Is when you think back to what she was doing when she was five. Yeah, like that. That yeah. must hold so tightly onto her. Yeah, like she's still trying to
4: to silence, not fix it, but still yeah, trying to yeah.
3: act like that years later. So over the next ten years, Harriet befriended another abolitionist, Frederick Douglass, Thomas Garrett, and Martha Coffin Wright and established her own underground railroad network. It's widely reported she emancipated 300 enslaved people. And then just lastly to note that, so when the Civil War broke out in 1861, she was still uh, finding new ways to fight slavery. She worked as a nurse, a cook, a laundress. She used her knowledge of herbal medicines to treat sick soldiers and fugitive enslaved people. So she was still working throughout her life to help anyone she could and always did what she... Th- what she she just tried everything wow. that she could yeah.
5: and um. Gosh, she's spying me. I know <laughs> so it's, much. Like I've it's crazy. I've always it's known her whole life. Yeah. yeah,
3: and I've always known about her, but I've never like read fully into the whole story. Mm. But for yeah. someone to be that selfless,
4: yeah, it's actually
3: incredible. From the age of five,
4: mm.
0: yeah,
3: and like Gosh. so that incident happened when she was twelve.
4: Mm. Like
3: she sacrificed basically yeah. her health mm. for this other person.
4: That must have been so nice is an understatement well when she found other people that were fighting for the same thing as her
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah
4: yeah
5: where did she get her knowledge though from when you said she like well, provided medical care and stuff where did she i get assume it's passed you? down
0: yeah like, she probably learned to uh,
3: her parents oh, my gosh yeah. or not her parents probably her mother other women there yeah. yeah that were doing the same roles so lastly in 2016 the united states treasury announced that harriet's image will replace the former president and slave owner Andrew Jackson on the twenty dollar bill.
5: Um Wow. So, that so good. That Goha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: no, literally though, like she is now the face of something people see every yeah. day. Yeah. And Very even
0: deserving. if you, and
3: even if someone might not know everything about you, you still know that she is yeah. Yeah. she's made her mark. She's recognised. She's recognised yeah. 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 for it.
5: That, but I also guess. it's only now, like she's done this her whole life and it's only now that we yeah, are recognising. Yeah.
3: That's an, like 150 years since
5: yeah if only she knew yeah and that is Harriet Tubman well thank you for telling us that
4: so Holly who is your person okay so um my person is a bit more modern day um her name is Alec Weck and she is a supermodel Mm. and fashion designer She was born in South Sudan and she lived there for the early part of her life and eventually she did, um, she came to England. But she she lived there and in in her words she had a simple life. She lived somewhere with no running water, no electricity and she has such good memories of that time. She talks about how even though in her words they were so quote-unquote poor, they were so rich in their culture and Mm, education and family... Eventually, warning sirens were telling her, you have to leave your country. During their journey, she was with her family and her father died before they um, got to England. Gosh, do you know what of? um, Poor health, I think. He was already ill before their journey started. Right. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, he didn't make it. Um, Her mother, though, she had she had this bag of salt she had a lot of salt and she was selling the salt for money for their passport on the whole she experienced a different type of hardship
6: yeah. as yeah. a
4: child um, and she when, they, when she was 16 they made it to London um, and you know one day by this point she's 19 um, they're in Crystal Palace Park in London and she is approached by this model agent um, yeah. who's like we want you in our agency, like, they're absolutely mesmerized by her. Mm. And her mother was like, no way, this is not going to happen. Like, I don't want this for you. This is not, this is not for you. But this agent kept persisting. Eventually, she agreed. Very soon after, she goes to New York with this agency and Within the first week that she's there, Ralph Lauren chooses her to open and close their catwalk show, which, no way. yeah, as you can imagine, that's, that's a huge. position, yeah, usually for like the model mm. of the time, and it was given to her. And she also has worked with Calvin Klein. Within this first year that she started working, she was named Model of the Year. Um, wow. which, again, incredible. Background uh, doesn't define you. And now yeah. she's
5: a superstar. It's incredible.
4: Yeah, and she she wrote a book um, in 2007 about how her life, like, from a refugee to a mm. supermodel. And she did receive criticism for speaking out about that. And mm-hmm. I don't know why people have... Uh, why would they not want to hear about? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and why would that change there? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she has been an ambassador for the United Nations Refugee Agency, mm-hmm. um, and she regularly visited South Sudan camps. It just shows that she's obviously a beautiful person, but also a beautiful person from mm-hmm. the inside. Mm-hmm. Um, and, anyways, the reason why I'm inspired by her is because her message. She is she like could tell something to every single girl in the world Mm. this is a quote from her you are beautiful it's okay to be quirky and it's okay to be shy you don't have to go with the crowd and i think that's a really special message
5: i think it's been great to discuss this i think it's really
7: opened all of our perspectives
1: Welcome to part two of our Saluting Our Sisters episode. Obviously last month was Black History Month, but as a group we feel that we should be celebrating our sisters all the time throughout the year. So we're going to move on and talk about some new inspirational black women. I looked into the life of Rosa Parks because I find that time of history really interesting. And I thought that looking at the way she stood up for herself was going to be a really interesting topic to research. So... Rosa Parks was born on the 4th of February in 1913 in Tuscany, Alabama, USA. She became a prominent figure in the American civil rights movement. She is best known for her pivotal role in the Montgomery bus boycott. Parks refused to give up her seat on the bus to a white man, which was the segregation era requirement in Montgomery, Alabama. Black people had to sit at the back of the bus, and once the bus was full and a white person came onto the bus, they had to get off and give their seat up. Her arrest... For this act of civil disobedience sparked the coordination boycott of the city's bus system in African-American communities led by Martin Luther King Jr. The boycott lasted 381 days and eventually led to the Supreme Court ruling the segregation on buses was unconstitutional. Rosa Parks's courageous stand against racial injustice made her an iconic figure with the struggles of civil rights in the USA. She continued her involvement in rights activism throughout her life and received numerous awards and honours for her contribution. Rosa Parks passed away on October 24, 2005, but her legacy as a symbol of resistance and equality lives on. She's an inspiration as a small act of standing up for herself led to this huge movement. This shows people how standing up for what they believe in, even if it's just as simple as wanting to stay on a bus, can spark enormous change.
7: I didn't realise how, like, not that long ago that was. No,
1: what, when I was researching, I didn't know that she died yeah. in 2005. Yeah, I always just remember, like, I mean, I was really into horrible histories as a kid. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Yeah, <laughs> we love horrible histories on this show. Um, <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> was horrible, I was a
2: horrible, history child, love horrible histories
1: child. I horrible wo- I think I've watched almost every single episode. Mm. But anyway, I always remember the segment on her, and I think that's what... Like, led me to researching her to begin with because I just always thought that it was so inspirational that she just stood up for herself. And, like, even from little, I was like, that's cool. <laughs> like, because it was so defiant at the time. And now, as I'm older, I actually realise the significance of the act. But yeah. So, from very young, she was an inspiration.
7: That's really sweet. I chose Oprah Winfrey, how she managed to get so far in life and amazingly. And she also done some amazing things to help other people in her community. Um,. I think that it can spark so much hope for younger generations who may be facing the same situation as her. At the age of 14, Oprah was sexually abused by family members and other people in her community. Despite these traumatic experiences, Oprah managed to persevere and keep her focus on her studies. Uh, She was awarded a full scholarship to Tennessee State University, where she studied communication. Uh, She then moved on to uh, be a media, executive, television host, and producer. Uh, She's best known for The Oprah Winfrey Show, which became one of the highest rated talk shows in television history. Uh, Her impact extends beyond media, and she's a powerful advocate for education, empowerment, and social issues. She overcame her adversity to build a successful career, breaking barriers as an African American woman in the media industry. Her struggles have shaped her resilience and fueled her commitment to helping others overcome obstacles. Um, I just think, yeah, she's a really healthy source of inspiration, which isn't as common as nowadays. That really
1: strong resilience just to like. Almost, let not the, let the those kind of events take your over your life, but let it fuel your fire that like drives yeah. you forward to like help other people in the same situation. Yeah.
7: Mm. And um, in 1991, she proposed federal child protection legislation, which was signed to keep nationwide records on convicted abusers. Um, she this with Illinois Governor James Thompson. The result was a bill signed by President Clinton that allows childcare providers to check the background of um, prospective employees. Which made a big stand forward. That's amazing. I d- I didn't actually know that. That's really interesting. that's so why I wanted to add it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't yeah. Know.
1: yeah but like changing law is like it's a massive part. Changing the underpinning values of your society. Like yeah. That is such a big.
7: It is massive. Change. change. And yeah.
2: I, that's like that's recent as well. Oh yeah. Like that. Yeah, that was. Like, to be honest, it's pretty shocking that it didn't happen before that. Yeah, I thought it had. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, when and
7: then, I read that, I was like, oh my gosh. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, the yeah. fact yeah. that somebody had to go and change yeah. that. Which is why I think she's healthy. Yeah, she's so healthy yeah. because she's actively changing or changed so much for young people. Yeah. yeah.
2: So, I picked um, Michaela de Prince. So, I read her memoir in September. It was recommended to me by um, one of the English teachers and I read it and I really enjoyed it. So, she's a ballet dancer She's quite famous. She was born in Sierra Leone, so they had a really long civil war there. It's a country, small-ish country in Africa. And so they have a really had a really long civil war. And she spent her early years there. So the rebel forces there were essentially controlling the country. They would burn down forests that people relied on to live, essentially, where they get their food, work. So they killed her father. And um, they, while they were there, they burnt down a lot of the trees and things that grew uh, cassava, which is what they lived on. And then her mother soon died of starvation. Her uncle took her to an orphanage, and she was mistreated there because she had um, vitiligo, which is like a skin disease, which causes white patches on her like neck and chest. She had a very traumatic childhood, but during this she met a really good friend, called Mia, and they became best friends, and she found a magazine cover with a ballerina on the front, and she saw that and she was like, that's what I want to do, I want to be a ballerina. So she was adopted by an American couple called uh, Elaine and Charles de Prince, and they adopted her along with her friend, and so she took ballet lessons for years and years and years. She also took up swimming, she broke a few, I think she broke a few records at her swimming club. She went through so much racism during this, she wouldn't get... I think there were a couple dance schools that didn't accept her in because of her race. She was constantly told, like, she couldn't play roles, partly because of her um, vitiligo, but also because of her race. She was always noticed that there were, like, so many more white ballet dancers. She wanted to be that person that could make young women go, actually, that's what I want to do. I want to be an inspiration to... Black children she wanted more more young black children to do what she had done for others so she just kept working and working and working and she got quite a bad injury at one point but she let it heal and she carried on and she just she just kept carrying on no matter what happened to her no matter what she faced no matter what people said to her she would often get sort of stared at because her parents were a different race to her. But her parents were constantly accepting. She's constantly performing. And I just think she was, she was so inspirational. I found that story incredible. Like she went through, she overcame so many challenges with both her health and her race and so much trauma that she'd experienced in her past. And yet she was still able to achieve all of these amazing things. And I think that's just so incredible. Like she quite literally let nothing stop her. I was just in total shock that somebody who had been through so much managed to, like, often that sort of thing can, like, keep you in the past, but she actually just managed to carry on and, like you said earlier, like, managed to sort of fuel her fire to keep going mm. as opposed to dwelling on it. Yeah. And I think that's such, I think that's such an admirable
1: thing to do. I think it's so incredible. Yeah, she really sparks this inspiration to just keep moving forward. Yeah. Mm. And just, like, that resilience that she was just building throughout her whole life. mm
6: so, I chose Serena Williams. Um, Serena Williams is an American former tennis player. Um, she is one of the best in the world and has cal- and has won 23 Grand Slam titles. She was first introduced to tennis by her father, who taught her and her sister Venus. In 1995, she made her professional debut at the age of 14. As well as this, she has a book titled My Life, The Queen of the Court which details her struggles like injuries and hardships, but as well she includes her successes. Unfortunately, like many others, she's been body shamed, but has stood up against this, speaking to the world, saying, I'm proud of who I am, proud of my body, proud of where I come from, and I am going to be me no matter what you think, and I'm going to dominate in a sport you think is not meant for me. In August 2018, Williams was banned from wearing a Nike catsuit at the French Open tournament. And after being penalised, spoke up about this matter in a sexism debate. Later on that year, she showed up at the US Open in a black tutu and fishnet tights. So cool. <laughs> Some of her um, other struggles is the murdering of one of her sisters in a shooting. Serena has aimed to forgive the man who was convicted of the murder through the Bible. I look up to her because I remember when I was younger, I... I um, have watched many Wimbledon tournaments, and um, what, whilst watching her play, I would always wish that I could perform that well in a sport or anything. Since then, I have taken up tennis lessons for a while and improved my technique. She's not only inspired me, but many other people around the world, in both sports, positivity, culture, and more. And just watching her made me feel like, wow, I just want to excel in something and try my best in so- something. And- Go places. I
1: love the bit about her, like defying the rules and turning up in the tutu and the Mm -hmm. fishnets. That's amazing. I think they only recently just passed like the legislation at Wimbledon that female tennis players can wear like white cycling shorts underneath their tennis skirts. They weren't allowed to do that before. I didn't
2: know that. No, they had to be tennis skirts. Yeah. I think one of the big themes is that most of the people mentioned have like lost something, and they've still managed to sort of they've just taken it in stride and carried on, which I think is just so incredible because so many people like let grief be the overriding thing for like long periods of time. And it's a really hard thing to deal with. But the fact that these women have just taken it and gone, actually, I can still carry on and just done things anyway.
1: I think it's so incredible. Yeah, it's really inspirational to just take all of that and then like channel it and like to take all of that struggle and just channel it into what they want to do with their life and then utilise what they do to bring notice to the things that happened in their past to just... To help
7: other yeah. people. Yeah, exactly, well. to help other people, yeah. yeah. They're also selfless about it as well. Mm, so it, selfless.
6: their yeah, own, I guess, kind of happiness and being. You have to be happy with yourself first before you can be in a good relationship. No, definitely 100%. Mm, yeah.
1: To hear about all of these people that I thought I knew about but really just didn't yes, at all...
7: Mm, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for joining us and come back for our next episode which is a Christmas special.
0: Thanks for listening to On The Air. We'd love you to comment, like and share our podcast series. And if you'd like to get in touch please visit our website colford.co.uk or drop us a message on socials.
1: This podcast is made for entertainment purposes only and is copyright of Colford School.
4: Views and opinions are our own and deemed correct at the time of publishing.
3: Stay tuned for more exciting episodes.